Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The Bigger Picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to The Bigger Picture. And we are training our focus on China's two sessions, where over the weekend we saw already a growth target being set for this year at around 5%. And that might seem low, given last year's 3% marked the country's weakest performance in decades. And there has been some disappointment so far from what's been said on some fronts. Um, so far, you've got some critics saying that there isn't enough details and also Beijing offering only aspirational solutions. And also, if you look at some of the goals that have been set, they have been relatively measured. So let's unpack it with Ho Wei Chen. She's an economist at UOB. Morning, Wei Chen. Hi, good morning. Hey, Wei Chen, yeah. let's start first with what we are seeing on the growth target front. 5%, that's the lowest annual growth target on record. Last year was at 5.5%, which they missed big time. So in terms of setting a context for what we are looking out for this year, is China being too conservative? How do you see or take away from this target setting? Yeah, like you said, um, this is at the lower end of market expectation. But however, this is in line with our estimate because uh, we forecast China's uh, GDP growth uh, to be around 5.2% uh, this year. So a target of around 5% fits into this narrative of positive growth outlook, but still with a fair amount of uncertainties mm. in the environment. Uh, the lifting of China's uh, zero-COVID uh, policy is set to unleash a recovery in domestic demand, as uh, we have seen across countries that have reopened their economies. Uh, but uh, the Chinese economy still faces significant headwinds from global demand uh, downturn. Uh, the domestic uh, real estate market is still under pressure. And of course, uh, geopolitical reasons of concern, particularly their tensions with the U.S. So uh, we look at uh, this uh, around 5% target in this context and um, uh, fits into this uh, positive growth, but uh, with a certain uh, amount of un- uncertainties in the environment still. Yeah, you mentioned headwinds, Wei Chen, and this is, I think, something that Li Keqiang referenced to, a couple of them, including the property sector and, of course, the consumer demand that he's trying to drive. So in terms of getting China to achieve this, is there enough stimulus being channeled towards all these challenges? Should there have been, for example, more handouts? Okay, yeah. Given the external uncertainties, uh, China will prioritize the expansion of uh, domestic demand this year to help it to uh, achieve this uh, growth target. Uh, the NPC also mentioned about uh, raising the income of uh, urban and rural residents through multiple channels and promoting services uh, spending. But uh, there have not been much details on that. Um, but they have also been clear that there will not be uh, a floodlight stimulus. They will have to balance uh, between boosting the economic recovery and also uh, avoiding financial risks in the markets. And by setting a lower growth target uh, for this year, this likely implies that there will be less pressure on the office shows to expand the monetary and fiscal support for this year. Uh, but with China moving um, to live with COVID and with uh, less resources to be spent on testing and virus containment, we believe that the effectiveness of its uh, fiscal and monetary policy will be improved uh, despite them not announcing a more expansionary policy. Um, so far, the focus of China's uh, support measures have been targeted at helping the corporates. Uh, this is very important because it helps to stabilize the labor market, uh, helps to boost confidence uh, for consumer spending. And this will continue continue to be crucial for China. Uh, but uh, as uh, private consumption demand is beginning to rebound with the uh, borders reopening, uh, there is also likely less uh, pressure for them to go really aggressive to stimulate their spending. Yeah, we mentioned a couple of things, including economic factors. Is this in some way a different year in the sense that we are seeing political change as well, a change in what we are seeing 
in terms of leadership roles as well as Li Keqiang stepping down. Is that one reason perhaps why that's also consideration for measures or targets being measured in that sense? Uh, it's not just uh, the leadership changes, but also uh, they have to uh, tailor this uh, to the environment um, because uh, last year there was a, a huge uh, pressure on uh, growth. So they also have um, uh, started to ease the uh, regulation for the uh, property market and started to uh, come up with measures to boost uh, uh, demand and also help to stabilize uh, uh, developers uh, mm. in, in China. So they have uh, come up with a lot of measures, I mean, it's to deal with the um, uncertainties at that point in time. And um, China was under a lot of pressure. And we also see that uh, they also have uh, started to, to move away from crackdown of the tech and the internet uh, companies, uh, which have been very much their concern in the last few years uh, since uh, 2020. Has it changed? So, um, I think um, uh, the government has appeared to signal uh, regulatory easing for the tech uh, sector and adopt a more supportive stance. Uh, but the regulatory environment is unlikely to return to that in earlier years uh, before the so-called crackdown of the sector. Um, digital economy is viewed to be a key driver of uh, China's uh, economic growth. Um, so they will continue to do whatever they see as uh, benefiting to the sector and promoting the health, healthy development trend uh, for the sector going forth. Yeah, healthy development seems to be a key word. Now let's turn our attention to the property sector in China. There's a huge component for the economy. It drives many other adjacent sectors as well. Is there urgency to do more on that front? Because you need the property sector to do well before people feel confident about spending and also it is a driver for many other industries as well. Yes, um, the property sector accounts for about 25% of the economy. Uh, there's a significant wealth effect if um, consumers uh, were to spend. I think the property market has to stabilize first. So there have been efforts uh, made uh, as in uh, Chinese cities have eased purchase curbs and also banks have lowered lending rates and there have been increase in credit to developers uh, uh, to prevent hard lending in the property market. Um, the latest signal suggests that the government wants to maintain a balance with an eye on longer-term healthy development of the property market, even though the revival of uh, the sector is uh, crucial to its uh, economic uh, recovery. Thanks, Wei Chen. We've been chatting with Ho Wei Chen. She's an economist at UOB, helping us to break down the latest from China's MPC, which is underway for the next two weeks. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.